Hello, and welcome to the Oracle of Light. I'm Shauna DeMellon. I'm a lifelong medium and certified life coach. And making the connection with the afterlife has brought me the greatest joy. Since losing my son, Jack, I have navigated grief, heartache, and despair. And it was through connecting with my son on the other side that my heart began to heal and I was able to find joy and meaning in my life again. Now, I'm inviting you into this space as I explore the afterlife, the grieving process, and rebuilding after loss. If you'd like to discover the spirit world and how to move through the loss of a loved one or child, you have come to the right place. This is the Oracle of Light. You are listening to the Oracle of Light. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. I am just so excited that you are here joining me today. I would love to share with you everything that I have found in my world that shows me that my loved ones in spirit are always with me. And especially at this time of year, with the holidays approaching, a lot of people are starting to really miss their loved ones in spirit. And my hope for you after listening to this episode is that you're able to start to see the signs that your loved one is still with you, that your loved one's even though they no longer have their physical body, are still 100% alive in spirit. And as a medium, I know for sure that we can have a new relationship with our loved ones on the other side. It's beautiful. I have talked talked about it till I'm blue in the face and I will never stop talking about it. But my son, Jack, he would have been 10 this year. And I have a beautiful relationship with him and I find hard rocks everywhere and I find butterflies everywhere. And he is still very much a part of my world. And what's amazing is that I invite you to consider the possibility that your loved one's essence lives on. It does. Your loved one's essence lives on. If you think about all of the advice that maybe your loved one gave you, if it's if it's a parent, if it's um, if your loss is someone older, maybe a grandparent, could be a friend, a mentor, a teacher. If that person gave you advice that made a difference in your world, their essence still lives on through that information. If there is something that you learned from that person, I learned how to bake from my grandmother or my grandmother Emma. I learned to bake and my love of plants and gardening. All of those things came from my grandmother, from spending so much time with her as a little girl. Her essence lives on through me as I enjoy those different experiences. And I think back to everything that she taught me. And some of it, such as sewing, <laughs> I hate to say that does not live on through me. <laughs> I I uh, saved my sewing machine and I gave it away. <laughs> so, but 
her essence still lives on. I remember telling someone this story uh, a little while ago. I said, you know, my grandmother, she would take leftovers from the week and she would make the most delicious lunch or dinner. It was, it was just, it was amazing. And it was, I believe that that is how she shared, how she shared her love with all of us. I believe that it was through making things. I have an Afghan that she still made for me. I still have a quilt, very, the first quilt that she ever made for me as a baby. I still have, um, yeah, I have all these beautiful things. She used to have a Lucerne ice cream pail. Those are, those are the, the ice cream pails that we used to get from Safeway. She had a different ice cream pail filled with each grandchild's favorite cookies. <laughs> and that was, that was her. And I, that's probably where my love of cookies came from. My love of sweets. Every year at Christmas, I bake um, butterscotch marshmallow squares. Those, those, yeah, they're, they're so delicious. It's Christmas for me when that happens. When I make those, then it's Christmas. I have that first bite and I'm instantly transported back to my childhood. So again, her essence lives on through my life. It really does. I named my daughter Emma after my grandmother because I loved my grandmother so, so much. And I wanted to honor her. And I wanted to have a legacy of her that lived on through my daughter, Emma. And so, again, my grandmother's essence lives on with that name. So those are other ways that our loved one's essence lives on. There are so many other ways, such as features. And people often say to me, where do you get your height from? And apparently my great grandmother on my mother's side was like six foot four or something crazy like that. I'm 5'10". I'm not super tall. Um, well, I like to think I'm 5'10". Maybe I'm not 5'10 anymore. <laughs> anyway, I have height from her and, and no one ever knew where the height came from because both my parents are shorter than me. I have blue eyes that sparkle and those are from my grandmother Monica on my dad's side I have this cheeky sense of humor that I think comes from my dad and it comes from his dad and I have curly hair I have naturally curly hair that no one ever knew where it came from and again my dad's dad John he had curly hair so their essence lives on through me. I've had people tell me over the years that I have mannerisms like my Aunt Blanche. And I think, wow, her essence lives on through me, which is so beautiful, so beautiful. So different features, the way that someone's personality appears, the way that something happens. There was one day, um, I remember, how old was my daughter? She was, uh, I want to say four she was about three or four, and she had met my uncle Russell once when she was a baby. I want to say she was about a year old, and she met him. And she wasn't; she didn't really take to him. She kind of she was kind of checking him out. He was he was boisterous, and he was the the life of the party. And so she was I wasn't quite sure of this guy. <laughs> so she had only encountered him the one time, and then before that, it had been when she was a newborn. She hadn't spent a lot of time around Uncle Russell. And it was funny because there was one day when we were in the kitchen in the house 
And she looked at me and she said, hey, snipe. And she had this look on my face and I froze and I looked at her and I said, what did you just call me? And she said, snipe, <laughs> snipe, snipe, snipe. And I just howled because that was my Uncle Russell's nickname for me. <laughs> it just came out of the blue that she would say that. And there again, his essence lives on. And it was funny because it was only after he had died that I learned what a snipe was. And a snipe is a bird with long legs. <laughs> I thought, oh my God, he called me that from as long back, as far back as I can remember. And I remember everybody in the family referred to me as snipe. And it was just, it was just one of those things. So again, his essence lives on. Anytime someone calls me that, and we all laugh about it. That's my uncle's essence. And it's so beautiful. They they live on. And I, I invite you to look at any hobbies that you've picked up that is that that you shared with a loved one, or it was just something that you were drawn to that they were really excited about. It could be something sports related. Um Maybe it was something, you know, woodworking or music. Maybe it was singing or dancing. Maybe it was playing an instrument. Maybe it was, you know, reading or, you know, you love a good debate or, yeah, whatever that is. I invite you to look at those different ways that your loved ones are still very much a part of your life, even though they're no longer here in their physical body looking for the essence, the essence of them that lives on. I like to call them heart prints. It's like they have left a heart print throughout our whole life. And if you look for them, you will find them. You will. Especially around this time of year. Christmas brings up a myriad of different emotions and thoughts and feelings and all the feels and all the stuff comes up around Christmas. Christmas in, in our family... It was, it was such a huge event when my grandmother was still alive. My grandmother, Emma, it was, she would start baking and cooking in November. And she had a, she had an extra freezer in the basement for all of these goodies, bread, buns, pies, squares, cookies. Um, yeah, it was, it was just crazy. The food and everything that, that they started creating. And again, it was like, it was like a month before and it was just, it was so incredible. And before she died, I, I would have to say she was the matriarch of the family. I, I really would have to say that. Um, Christmas Eve was at someone's house. Christmas day was at someone else's house. Boxing day was at someone else's house. New Year's Eve was at someone else's house. And then New Year's day was at someone else's house. Like it was a big event and a house full of people. And sharing gifts and and laughter and you know my my grandfather and and my uncles and my cousins would bring out you know the guitars and the violins and they would start playing and singing and um, there was always you know wine and good cheer and food and just everyone was just always laughing and just having such an incredible time. That lives on like it's it did change when she transitioned because again she was the she was the matriarch. And then everybody kind of, we kind of sort of kept it going for a few years and everybody just sort of branched off and started to do their own thing. It was never really the same. 
you can't replicate that. I remember when my my uncle Russell died that I, I it just felt like the end of an era. Like he was larger than life. He was the life of the party. He was so fun and his energy was just all encompassing. And he was the type of person that as soon as you walked in the room, his eyes would light up and he would be, be so excited. And he was always telling these ridiculously off-color jokes. And he was sarcastic and funny and and just just the life of the party. He used to plan his own birthday party every year. I remember that. It was it was so much fun. So again, all the different ways that his essence lives on. He used to collect gravy boats. I can't remember why. But he had this fixation with gravy boats. And to this day, every time I see a gravy boat, I think of him. Every time I see someone crocheting or knitting, I think of my grandmother, Monica. Every time anyone talks about, um, they talk about Newfoundland and, you know, making salt beef or, you know, having a or <laughs> anything related to Newfies, I think of my grandmother because she was just so beautiful. She was like an earth angel. And so loving and so kind. And I just think of, again, all the different ways that my loved ones, their essence lives on. My son, Jack, as an example, his essence lives on every day. And he is why I do what I do. And if you would have told me 10 years ago that my practice would have shifted from you know, reading for everyone. And I loved it to my specialty now is connecting families with their children on the other side. I would have thought you were crazy. So each and every day, each and every family that I work with, my son's essence lives on through every heart rock I find, through every butterfly I see. Those are his signs for me. Those are his heart prints. And that will always continue, always continue. And for people that are are experiencing that the year of firsts, the first birthday, the first anniversary, the first Christmas, whatever that looks like for you, I invite you to create new memories. You know, every year around the dinner table, we always leave an empty space because we just want to leave a space open for spirit. Whoever from the spirit world would like to join us. I remember going to a wedding once and I noticed that the first it was like the first row or the first couple of rows weren't full or it's like people weren't sitting in the very first row. It was fascinating. And then after looking through the pictures, you could see faint outlines of spirit. It was the coolest thing ever. I just thought, wow, it was so beautiful. So beautiful. And again, I invite you to look for the heart prints, look for your loved one's essence throughout your entire life and you'll see it. And for those of you who have lost a child, I have a very special event coming up December 15th, next Friday, where I am going to take you through the exact process that teaches you how to make the connection with your child on the other side. It starts at six, we go till nine, you will receive the digital components of my program Growing Up in Heaven, Plus, you'll receive a 30-minute reading with me after to answer any questions. Make sure you're getting getting everything that I'll confirm everything that you're you're getting. And if this is something that you would love to have a look at, you can check out my website at livealifeyoulove.org. All the information is there. We would love to have you. And I guarantee that you will experience your child on the other side. 
by the end of the night. And, you know, for a lot of people, when they go through the program, they realize how their child's essence has already been showing up in their life. They start to realize what the signs are. They start to realize and start to see what that is. The connection with our loved one that can never be erased. The connection, the love, the memories, all the signs, it lives on. It, it can never be erased. And those memories, they will live on. The memories, the moments, the love. Anytime that you are thinking of your loved one, they're with you. Anytime you're looking at pictures, you're, you have memories of them, you're laughing, they're with you right in that moment. They really are. They're literally a thought away. And oftentimes people will say to me, well, why, why do our loved ones visit us? Well, they visit us to let us know that they're in peace. They visit us to let us know that they're with us. They're just in a different form. Even though they no longer have their physical body, they're still 100% alive in spirit. They're here to celebrate our life events with us. They comfort us when we have a setback. They want to say hello. They also may have messages for you. Perhaps they transitioned and you weren't able to say goodbye. They may have messages. Oftentimes loved ones will come through and say, they'll say, please let go of any guilt. Please let go of any worry. I am at peace. There's, there's nothing to forgive. I love you. You see, when our loved ones leave their physical body, they're 100% alive in spirit. And they scoop up all of the love from this life and all the memories and all the beauty. They don't take with them any anger, resentment, or they're not harboring any, any ill feelings. If anything, loved ones will come through after doing their life review. And they may have a different glimpse into the impact of their actions and behaviors. And oftentimes they will come in and they will say, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I could have shown up better. I could have been a better partner. I could have been a better parent. I could have shown up for you differently. And I'm sorry. So sometimes that those are the messages that will come through. But again, they're, they're still alive in our lives. They're, they're, heart prints and their essence is still very much a part of our world. And I, I invite you to look for it. I invite you to look for it. I have um, always looked at different ways that um, my loved ones live on through me, you know, the, my taste in, in how I decorate my house and how I see things. And sometimes you can still hear their voice, you know, if you've learned things from them, if you've taken advice from them. Here are some different signs from our loved ones on the other side. And you may have experienced some of these. They could show up in our dreams. Sometimes our dreams are very vivid. Our loved ones are smiling. They're happy. They're free of illness. Um, there, may no, there may not be any spoken words. The communication may have been telepathic. It could be very emotional. Um, they may have a glow about them. When a loved one visits you in a dream, you may also smell them, smell their scent. You may hear their voice or their laughter. You may talk to them telepathically. You may talk to them like you're having a conversation. You may feel their touch, receive a special message, feel at peace. There are a myriad of different ways that you can experience your loved one in your dreams. 
And I just did a TikTok on this a little while ago. And it was, you know, some people are like, well, how come I don't experience my loved ones in spirit, in dreams? And what they found, um, the dreams journal, they wrote about the findings um, that they uh, they had conducted. There were researchers that had conducted this experiment and they found that the majority of people that had dream visitations from their loved ones also had strong recollections of dreams prior to their loved one transitioning. So if you haven't had a dream visitation, I want you to think about that. Have you always had vivid dreams? Do you Did you always remember your dreams before your loved one transitioned? Because dreams may not be the way that your loved one comes through for you. And the other side of that is sometimes people have said to me, you know, I had dreams of my loved one when they first transitioned, but now I don't. And that could be because of where you are on your grief journey. Our grief journey can shift and change and we may not have as high a vibration to be able to experience our loved ones in that way. I know that when I was grieving my son, it's like I felt like I had the flu. My body ached from head to toe. And when I went to sleep at night, I didn't dream. I just, my body wanted to rest. I was resting and rejuvenating and healing. So that also that also may be why you don't experience your loved one on the other side. And that's okay. There are lots and lots of other ways that our loved ones show up in our world. Moving objects. Maybe you've noticed that a bottle of perfume isn't exactly where you thought you left it, or someone keeps moving the TV remote. <laughs> I remember my daughter said once, she came upstairs and she, she was really angry. And I said, what's going on? And she said, that guy, that guy, he keeps taking my red crayon and I need red. And I said, which guy? And I'm thinking, oh God, is there someone in the house? <laughs> she said, that guy with the white hair. And he smokes. And I started laughing. I said, that's your grandpa, John. And she said, ah, okay. Well, he needs to bring back my crayon. And I went downstairs and sure enough, the red crayon was gone. And it was so funny. It was so funny. Yes, he eventually brought it back. <laughs> but that's just an example. And uh, yeah, things can move. They can move things to get your attention. It's like the movie um, Ghost with Patrick Swayze. I always tell people that's that's homework for any of the classes they take with me because that depicts the spirit world beautifully. And in the movie Patrick Swayze, he he moves the, uh, is it a penny? I think it's a penny. He moves a penny up the door and Demi Moore's um, character, um, can't remember her name right off the top of my head, um, but he moves the penny and it puts it in her hand. And it's in that moment that she's like, Oh God, there's something real here. Something's happening. It's so cool. So yeah, they can move things, um, plants and animals. Um, the spirit world, they love to send us things like their favorite bird or flower. So hummingbirds, um, dragonflies, you guessed it. Um, blue jays, you know, if you see a blue jay and you think you were grandfather, that's a sign from him. I often tell people that just before you see the sign or just as you're seeing the sign, if you think of a loved one, that's them. And if it keeps showing up, you know, if a butterfly keeps flittling about outside your window while you're trying to work, they're trying to get your attention. They are trying to get your attention. And then pay special attention to plants or animals that come to you out of season. Like if you see a robin in the middle of winter when they should have migrated to warm weather, pay attention to that. 
if your grandmother loved irises and an iris starts growing in your flower bed when you didn't plant any irises, that's a sign as well. Isn't that beautiful? And it's so comforting to look for these signs. So comforting. Another way that the spirit lets us know that they're with us is your pets. Your pets, they don't have a point of view that seeing spirit is wrong. It's spooky. It's scary. To them, it's like, oh, okay, there's 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 someone walking through the house. And maybe they look a little different to them. Growing up, I called them the see-through people. So maybe that's how animals see spirit. I don't know. Maybe they see them as a full body apparition. <laughs> um and some common signs that your your pet is seeing spirit is that they're staring at something that you can't see. Oftentimes, my cat Midnight would be tracking energies going up and down the stairs. Um, sometimes I look up and he's watching something walk across the room. <laughs> and, um, my little dog Maggie does that too. She'll look up whenever I'm meditating and they're on the bed with me. As I'm meditating, they both look up above my head. So I've often wondered, do they see light? Do they see sparkles? Do they see angels, guides, loved ones? It's fascinating, right? Sometimes animals will act very excited for no reason because other, you know, there's spirit around and our animals may be more vocal, barking a whole lot, going crazy. Again, in the movie Ghost, um, there's a cat in the movie that sees sees you know something happening and it's, it's just it's really quite fascinating when animals can sense the energy it's so fascinating and again these are all ways that our loved one's essence lives on and it's fun to figure out what those signs are if you are looking to unpack more um, and if you'd like to make it the connection with a loved one on the other side, feel free to book a one-on-one -on -one session with me where you have access to me for a full hour. You have my undivided attention for a full hour. Uh, the sessions are via Zoom. I work with clients around the world. And the beauty of Zoom is that you can record the sessions and then you can play it back and you can connect into the energy again because the energy of your loved ones is infused in that recording. And then you can just sit in the energy with me. And then play it back and you can take notes and get your action steps. They're absolutely fantastic. I'll, again, all the info is, in my, is on my website at livealifeyoulove.org. Oh, and we also have 2024 readings right now. Um, again, all that info is uh, on my website. Um, I will take you through 2024. We'll go through month by month and give you a little mini read for each of the months. So you have an idea as to what's coming up. Other ways that our loved ones show up in our world are technical glitches. Mm -hmm. I invite you to, I invite you to be aware the next time that you are sharing, if you're talking about a crossover loved one, you're sharing a story about them, someone else is sharing a story about them. I invite you to pay attention to what goes on in your world. If you see a bird fly by, if you see a butterfly, a dragonfly, if you see a repeating number. If you hear a song that reminds you of them, um, if the electronics, you know, lights start flickering or the, you know, the radio turns on or something happens, I invite you to just be aware of that. Because oftentimes when we are sharing memories or stories about our loved ones on the other side, they will do something to let us know that I'm here, I'm still here, and I'm still very much a part of your world. I just don't have my physical body. And so with technical glitches, it's one of the most common signs from our loved ones on the other side. 
the lights flicker, the TV turns on by itself, or the radio turns on by itself. My phone sometimes will just start playing music. It's fantastic. I, I The phone isn't anywhere near me and it just starts playing music. Um, you get a call on your cell phone and there's no one there. <laughs> sometimes that happens. I've, I've heard of people who have had um, text messages from their loved ones. Um, their loved one who transitioned their phone their phone number shows up and it's just like, what, how is this possible? It's so cool. I was, um, I used to always have a guide um, that used to always tell me to have fun. And every now and again in the car, I would look at the dash and it would say, have fun. And then it would just disappear. It was like, whoa, where did that come from? So lots of different ways that spirit can get our attention. You might get a weird text with no logical explanation. You, The volume on the TV or the radio just adjusts by itself. It just, there's so many different ways, right? Even if your loved one wasn't a techie, they may use your devices to get your attention. So relax, enjoy their presence, and even talk to them if you want to, right? Another way that we, our loved ones let us know that they're with us is sensing their presence. You may have the sensation of someone sitting next to you, even though you can't see anyone. I used to feel my grandmother sit next to me on the bed. Um, after I had an accident, um, I would... I would go to bed and I would just be resting and I would literally feel the weight of someone sitting on the bed beside me. And sometimes I would feel her caressing my skin, caressing my hair. I would always hear her say, don't ever give up. You're, you've got this. You're going to heal. Don't you dare give up. She would say things like that. And it was my grandmother and she had been deceased for many, many years. Sometimes we may feel like we're being watched. We may feel like our loved one is in the room with us. I always, my son Jack runs around and it's just like this, I feel this little whirlwind of energy fly by. <laughs> and many people find the connection with spirit, the spirits of their loved ones. It's just, it's so comforting, right? So go ahead, invite them in, ask them to send you a sign when they're around and don't be surprised when they do. And you can ask your loved ones, send me a sign and make sure I get it. Make sure I get it. Another way that our loved one's essence lives on is through coins or trinkets, we might, I find dimes all the time for my grandmother or for my grandfather. I found one the other day. Um, I found one the other day in the hamper, the clothes hamper. It was just right on top. And I thought, wow, hi. <laughs> Hello. I have to, I put them in a, a jar to collect all of them. Um, you can even look at the date, see if it has any significance. Um, you know, I had a client that she found um, three pennies after her grandfather died and all three of them were from the year that she was born. So kind of cool, right? So besides coins, you may also see small gifts like flowers, rocks, feathers. I get uh, heart rocks are from my son. And I find feathers all the time. I found a feather yesterday too. It just showed up on the kitchen counter. I have no idea where it came from. It was so fantastic. And anytime I find a sign, I'll say, thank you more, please. Thank you. I know you're here with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And again, remember that our loved ones are energy now. They're pure energy. And it takes that energy to move the objects, to bring things in for us to find, which is so beautiful. Spirits often leave little gifts where we will notice them. And they are a definite sign that your loved one is thinking of you. They will even send it again if you don't pay enough attention the first time. I will say to them, send it to me again. If I'm missing something, send it to me and again, again, in as many ways as I need to see it. Um... Other ways that our loved one's essence lives on through smells and familiar scents. Mm -hmm. Anytime I smell sugar cookies, 
I instantly think of my grandmother. Um, my grandma, Emma, was an, an incredible baker. My grandmother, Monica, um, Lily of the Valley, um, she just, she had certain flowers that she loved. I just, so beautiful, right? Um, my grandfather, I could smell um, smoke. He used to smoke. Um, and getting a whiff of your loved one's signature scent when there's no source of the smell is another surefire sign from heaven. And usually you'll smell it suddenly, like in your home or your car, even when the windows and doors are closed. Um, years ago, I would smell cigarette smoke. And I had met my grandfather, my dad's dad, John. I'd met him once when I was four as a little girl. And I didn't remember a whole lot about him. I, has, I, I saw pictures of him, but I didn't remember a whole lot about him. And he had transitioned and I kept selling, smelling cigarette smoke. It was in the house and nobody smoked. We were in the restaurant and it started smelling smoke. We were in the car. I thought I was losing my mind. And then one day on a walk, I just heard, it's me. It's I, My name is John. It's John. It's John. It's John. And I smelled smoke. And I'm like, what just happened? That was my grandfather. It was the coolest thing ever. Coolest thing ever. So just be aware of that. You may smell a certain perfume or flower, cologne, food. Uh, there was a loved one that came through once and I said, all he's showing me his hands and all I smell is like motor oil. And they howled. They said, yeah, he was a mechanic. <laughs> I said, that's like his cologne. Um, I had another loved one that came and I said, oh, all I can smell is like Dracar, the cologne. It's so strong. And they were, they were just howling. They said, yes, that's him. Cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, again, their favorite food, any other scent that reminds you of them. Another way that our loved ones let us know that they're with us are what I call heavenly coincidences. So things like songs, you hear your loved one's favorite song being played everywhere, like in the store, in the car, in a restaurant, all in the same day. The signs, you're noticing that signature yellow hat that your loved one used to wear suddenly seems to be worn by everyone. Coincidences? No. And be sure not to brush off any of these signs from a loved one in heaven as coincidences. Welcome them as a warm hug from your loved one. I call the signs sprinkles of love from the other side. It's kind of a, an in-joke between the two of you, something special for you to share. And so as we are approaching the holiday season, I invite you to, again, consider the possibility that our loved ones in spirit are always with us and that their essence, those, those heart prints are still very much a part of our life. They, they live on and I invite you to look for them. And when you recognize them to just place your hands over your heart and say, Hey, I know you're still with me. I love you. And just continue to invite their beauty into your world the sense, the tokens of remembrance, the dreams are some of the most common signs that a deceased loved one is with you. And be on the lookout and enjoy connecting with your loved ones again. Our loved ones are often looking for ways to give us helpful advice or let us know that they still care for us, that they're still very much a part of our world. And, and to remember that that love can never be erased. Those special memories can never be erased. That love, that connection will always be there. That love never dies. Even though our loved ones no longer have the physical body, they're still very much alive in spirit. And if there is something that I can help you with, 
if you were grieving the loss of a loved one, if you were looking for action steps, if you'd like help to create a life after loss, if you'd love to make the connection with your loved ones on the other side or learn how to make the connection for yourself, please do reach out. If I'm not the person to help you, I have a community full of people, so many different resources that can help you and and bring you the clarity and bring your heart the beautiful, hopeful messages and the connection with your loved ones on the other side. I send you mountains of love. And I thank each and every one of you for being here with me. And I love all the messages. And I hope that you have the most incredible, incredible holiday season. And I'll leave you with this. I always ask clients and students starting in November, what is your yearly word? What is your word for 2024? I think mine's going to be, its I don't know, it's a toss-up. It's either magic or miracles. Maybe it's miracles. Maybe it's miraculous magic or, I don't know. I, I think magic is beautiful because it's playful. Possibilities is another one. Magical possibilities, I thought of that one. Or brilliance or miracles. I love miracles. Love, what is your word for the next year? I would love to hear all about it. Please let me know. Again, sending you all of my love. Till next time. Bye for now. You can find me on Instagram at Shauna DeMellon Medium or visit my website at livealifeyoulove.org where you'll find my offerings, including my Growing Up in Heaven program that teaches you how to make the connection with your son or daughter on the other side. Thank you for listening and see you next time here on the Oracle of Light.